It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might be coming up. Session as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuckin in Opix. What's going on, fellow Uplanders? I got to add. There we are. <laughs> How dare you? I, you popped in. I thought you would add yourself. But anyway, welcome to the Up, Upland Property Experts Podcast. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win, and as always, joined right on time by Thank Me Later. How are we doing this evening, brother? Just in time. Yeah, fantastic. Is today the last day that they're going to hear that um, beautiful theme? No. One more week. One more week? Okay. Yeah. So next week, we're going to have Mars Utah on. And he claims that he's going to do that live, the intro live for us. So it will be the theme music with him rocking it. And then we're going to debut the brand new theme song to the Upex podcast. Sorry, Idan, once again, it's not a rock song. It's uh, <laughs> Mars did find a awesome beat. And uh, but wait, what if we don't like it as much as the original? We can go back to it. We can go back. Okay, so it's not like. That's mean. I'm sure. I'm sure it's going to be killer. I'm. I'm just teasing. I, I mean, four, four or two years is a good is a good time. Like that's. Yeah. I, I, what up? Oh, the Hyde Park Ninjas in the house. What up? But that's that's the thing, you know. Change is always a hard thing for people to undertake right away, and true. you know, you, we'll, we'll always have a special place in our heart for McDuck and. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it'll like it'll pop up maybe in like uh, you know like a year end or like a fun recap. I'm sure it won't be away forever. Like it'll come no. up periodically, and I, and I'm sure I'm sure the new one is an absolute banger too. Oh, it has to be. It right? has to be. It, Mars is doing it, so it's got to be a banger. It has to be. It's got to be a banger. And once again, uh, we did find a wonderful beat by Ghost Beats. And uh, wait, is that the same person? Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. Yep. Go Ghost Beast. Yeah, so he, he does some good stuff. And this is episode 146. And that's what a lot of people don't know is our theme song is actually called McDuckin. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> you didn't know that? I guess I maybe I... I, I think you did, but just never... I don't think I ever put it together. I don't think I've ever thought... What's the name of our theme song? It's the Upex Podcast theme song. That's like if I was to Google it, I would. That's what I would Google. Well, yeah, that that's what. But it's, so it's McDuckin by Mars Utah is yes. like the official. Like, can it? Is it on Spotify? No, because we did not buy the total rights to the song. You cheap ass, dude! It, it was. I don't have that kind of money just for. A theme how much song. was it? Can you can you disclose that? Like how much they wanted? About five k. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Mars. We like you, but. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be like a hundred bucks. Like, I don't know. Like, no, no. when you sell exclusive rights and you're not giving any points back, it's just a one-time payment for the beat. Oh, oh. Dude, why aren't you giving him points back? Just give him some points. Who cares? Because a lot of people like that don't want points unless you're an established artist. So you can't be a nobody and say, oh, I give you points like, back. Oh, yeah. Because then they're like, yeah, dude, we'll give you We'll give you what? You want 30 points on <laughs> right? zero dollars? Yeah. They're like, uh, you guys have like seven people that watch you, so no. 
We got way more than seven. People. I'm just teasing. There's just seven. There's seven that show up on this. I don't even think it's accurate. But whatever. Yo, reels. They have not said if travel's going to be free yet. I'm not. What is there? Is there a new Portugal, city buddy? I'm teasing. Oh, okay. Uh, Portugal, yes. Yes, Portugal. Um, we do have a lot going on this episode. A lot happened in the last week. Uh, pretty busy week in Upland. It's been a busy week everywhere, but yeah. Yeah, and, and it's interesting. One of the things that was released on the Upland website uh, ties into kind of what uh, Upex World is doing, and there's exciting news from there that we'll oh, definitely touch dude, on. Dude, if you're too. talking about the thing that just launched, the, the latest thing, is that what you're talking about? Like the big announcement yesterday about 6 p.m. Eastern time. No, what was that? <laughs> there are so many announcements. Did you announce something new today that I missed? Oh, wait. Did Are you talking about my announcement? Yeah, your announcement. Oh, what about my announcement? I was talking about Upland's announcement. Oh, which Upland announcement? Oh, boy, were, wait, what were you talking <laughs> I'm very confused. I was talking about your announcement that you oh, did my. yesterday about Upex World. Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what that... What is? But you said uh, the announcement from Upland that has very much to do with Upex World. Oh, no, the article from Upland. It, it was talking about Web3 and the metaverse and Mark Cuban and all that fun stuff. Oh, oh, I did the, the tweet like of Mark Cuban going uh, of just absolutely railing against digital properties. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, there was, they tweeted uh, like, hey, it is... Like, and he's right, like the whole community thing, right? Like Mark Cuban, like, bro, we got you. We got you. We right. hear you. Like, that, yeah. No, nah, I doubt anybody. I doubt Cuban's people are not going to be. Well, I don't know. Who knows? You, you never know. He gets involved in all kinds of stuff. So that's right. You never know, but we'll talk about that. Um, they have stadium builds going on. The Rio de Janeiro tour happened. Uh, new cities coming. I mean, are there are all the stadiums maxed out? Um, they are building all eight stadiums right now. Yeah, are are they all fully staked? I did not look um, because it's. Did just, you stake? No, um, I, I did not stake. And uh, if you look backstage, Franklin's taking us for a ride. He's got his camera on. Oh, <laughs> Now he disappeared. Oh, you called him out. Well, though I had a great piece on the Cuban bit. You're a Cuban bit. <laughs> did I miss the new theme song? No, you did not, Monopoly Mike. That is next week, brother. We were talking about it, so be there. Yes. All right. So we'll jump right into it since we got a lot to cover. Our market update. So, top 10 city floors. That looks ugly. I mean, I know it's a small drop, but usually we see a mixture of red and green, and the up exchange is just red. But not, like, drastically. No, it's not drastic, but it was all red. Yeah, that is kind of unfortunate. Damn, I like that 30% bump in SF, though. Yeah, it jumped up from uh, right around 16 bucks up. Uh, U.S. dollar. Now, that's the interesting thing. OPEX went red. U.S. dollar went green, basically. Yeah. Hmm. And Manhattan. That's a new one. That's a new That's a new market trend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. No, no comment. comment. 
Thanks, you can't be tweeting that on our. What? <laughs> you need to put it like in brackets from Dizzy. What are you right. doing? <laughs> Jeez, old Pete's. And now here, here's the real question, though is the Manhattan drop. We kind of broke that down last week about the floor and then the actual markup percentage. Did we did we cause a drop in the Manhattan because people watched us? Oh, uh, the, the UpX podcast effect? Huh? Right. Everyone's like, man, got to get in on that fiat. It's dirty, dirty cheap. And it dropped even more. Oh, dang. Yeah, I mean... Uh, under sixty bucks—that's as cheap it's been in a long time. And under ninety thousand—it's super cheap. Well, is it because you think people are realizing other value elsewhere? Like, I mean, absolutely. That's, that's what Upland is hoping, right? Like, as right. as the communities are being built, as these neighborhoods are being developed, um, yeah, they're starting to realize there's nothing in Manhattan per se. That's not fair. Let's like I we need to I need to be very careful. Like we are we harsh on Manhattan a lot. Yeah, it's dizzy. Yeah, no, I was like I was just gonna try and say something nice. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, uh, uh, yeah, no. I mean, the reality is there are still some some viable neighborhoods in Manhattan. Manhattan is still Manhattan, right? Oh it's yeah, still New York City proper. Like there are some incredible landmarks there. That is definitely going to be some big business there. Um, I think uh, layer two, you know, you're going to hear me preach layer two because I'm, I'm living the layer two life. Um, I see that having a, a high potential in Manhattan. I think the other reason Manhattan isn't seeing as much, um, maybe as much interest as, as it right now is because A, it is expensive, but then B, even the buildings, like, do you really want to build an apartment complex where a skyscraper should be? Right. It feels bad. It feels dirty. Right? Like, if I own a huge property in the middle of Manhattan, I I don't want to build a micro house that I can't. I can't. I shouldn't have said that because I'm going to. I just triggered myself. I literally just triggered myself, I said. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. So, I mean, uh, but yeah. I'm excited about Manhattan. Um, and I'm still bullish on Manhattan, but right now I still yeah. think it's early on in Upland. It's early on for the city of Manhattan. Once you're having more partnerships, once you're bringing on more layer two stuff, once you're bringing, bringing the bigger brands that are wanting to develop because the landmarks are real life replicas of it. And then you start getting skyscrapers, which will cost like crazy amount of spark to build or it should do you, well do you think like have they announced that there's going to be because that would i feel like well lily corp right so san francisco has a model now that is what i would consider a skyscraper yeah for all intents and purposes and that's lily corp the lily corp tower um which is super cool so i guess because in my mind i'm like wow well they don't have to be huge huge but 
yeah, do you do you see them releasing? I feel like they should, right? I, I think like the way I would like to see it is somebody have a business and an architecture for architecture firm in Upland, and they're they're developing the skyscrapers for you because I don't, I don't want cookie cutter skyscrapers because if you look across the major cities throughout the world, there are very few skyscrapers that are exactly the same. They always have some uniqueness to it, which makes it pretty special. And I'd like to see that too come into Upland. Well, why, why, why come into Upland? What if I said build an apartment in Manhattan and in layer two, we'll make it a skyscraper. We'll make it, we'll make it whatever you want. Like to me, like this is the evolution of where layer one and level two kind of diverge is like, now the apartment's a bad example of turning into a skyscraper because that's not really a fair comparison because of uh, you really want to keep the same square footage. But like, let's say that they came out with a generic skyscraper. So just an apartment building, like a four X apartment building. Right. And so it's like four times the size uh, holds whatever huge capacity. Right. It's just massive. Um, But, you know, probably still fairly generic um, as far as layer one. But then what if in layer two, again, we are we're talking about different skins for the buildings and stuff. I could see there being a use case to say, "Hey, especially if they ever release a building that is that much," because it's really hard. Upland's in a unique place where they extending diversity of their building types is a plus and a minus for them. So on the plus side, again, there is some uniqueness in the diversity of buildings. I like that they have like one unique building per city. Like that kind of makes it feel special. I really like that concept. I've seen some other games use that where there's like a base model and then one unique. But like decorations, right? So if you have fundamentally different shapes, like the Lily Corp decorations for everything. So now you've now split out, are you going to have decorations per building or or are you only going to have decorations for the foundational ones are you going to have like i think there's a solution to that though so you have the dimensions you know even though the actual shapes of the building they have to follow you know the categories have to be certain dimensions you can have different shapes sizes configurations of the structure itself but when it comes to ornaments it just kind of slides over it and feels like a cookie cutter, kind of like a box. So, you know, as long as it's this wide by this long, you can do all kinds of stuff to the levels and all that, you know, along with the height too. I forgot about the height, but either way, you know, as long as it fits in this box, you can slide an ornament over it. Yeah. Kind of like I a mean, Halloween that, costume. A, it doesn't have to essentially, fit well, like a That's what we're glove. doing in layer two though. Like, I mean, I, I completely agree with that because that's exactly what we're doing in layer two is that we're going to take all the dimensions of all the buildings and then just give different skins. So whether it's a Midwest theme or um, a cyberpunk theme or a horror theme, like whatever it is, like we're just going to reskin all the buildings to have a unique theme. And it could be like we're going to have a Cleveland Browns layer two, and it's just going to be Cleveland, and then Cleveland, all the buildings are just going to be converted to brown and orange. Is that your colors? There you go. Look, you, you're starting to learn things. I like it. I, I'm trying. I'm trying because it is important, like when we talk about it, to give, be able to give examples that are 
related. Uh, oh man, some more reds. But hey, we got like ten percent pluses. But this, like, I'm I'm looking for like dramatics. Um, yeah, and this is a thirty day change. So yeah, well, I, and I mean, again, I like San Francisco up over thirty days. That's good. Um, I, San Francisco is still not financial advice, et cetera, et cetera. I think is wildly undervalued. Um, because of the communities that are there. But I also think the same thing for LA. Um, but that's just because it's not sold out yet. Yeah. I think some numbers got flipped here because San Francisco's not. Oh, okay. San Francisco and Santa Clara got flipped. Oh, fail. Yeah. Bones. What do you think? No one's talking about bones. Calm down. <laughs> why, why do you got to say things that get me all like for no reason? Yeah. And then here they're right. So this is 12 week change. Um, This kind of looks ugly. No, I mean, it does. But I mean, again, I feel like we should put the 12 week Bitcoin, you know, an Ethereum price next to this. Right. Um, Maybe not the 12 week uh, EOS, right? Didn't EOS just have a huge jump? Or is that. I I make that up. I've been bad. It, It did have a pretty good jump. Um, Yep. Yeah. Nice. It did have a pretty good jump. I can't tell you specifics of it, but yeah. Yeah. No, I saw saw that on markups. Now, see, so, now this is, but this, this, this is, is crazy right here. What? Like this is fascinating to me. So, so we'll go back right here. Oop. And the Upex floor price, it's all red with the exception of Bakersfield, who jumped five spots. Okay. But we come here to the Upex top floor markup, and everything's going up. So your Upex for the floor went down, but your markup percentage went up. No, so, so, Doc, oh, wait, 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 no, no, no. Oh, floor. I do this. I did this last time. So this is, and this is, my brain got all messed up on it. Wait. Yeah, so this is the percentage markup. Wait, so go back because that was just up X. But we do we have the markup of the floor? Or do we have the floor markups? This is the floor mark. So for the cheap, for this is the floor markup. The lowest. Well, no, that's the mark. No, 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 no. So there's a difference between the floor markup and the markup floor. Right. Okay. I'll, I'll grab that really quick. I gotta create that as a uh, as something to start looking at. Because I did not do that. No, 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 that's fine. I just want to make sure in my mind, because I think this is the markup floor. So right. if I if I took all of the city, if I took all the properties in Fresno, the cheapest property in Fresno would be 256% markup. Like that's the cheapest markup. That's the right. lowest percent markup in Fresno. Now, yes, correct. The cheapest but property in Fresno is what percent markup? That percent markup is nine hundred and or hold on, oops, four hundred and fifty three percent. Yeah, so I'm curious, what is that week over week? Because so if the total, if the to, if the floor fell, did the is the reason that it fell. Because people stopped marking it up so much when they went, wait, people are because like that might be an interesting thing of like when people realize, wait, the floor of Fresno 
is 9x. Well, I got some Fresno I'll sell for 3x. Let's go. Like, right. Like, I don't need to make 9x on these properties. I need some money for the new country. So, boop, liquidate. Yeah. Hmm. So, okay. So now I think we have, I think we have the nomenclature moving forward. Yes. So we have the, the markup floor. Yep. Which would be the cheapest markups in those cities. Yes. And then we have the floor markup. Correct. So what, what is the markup on the cheapest properties in that city? Um, two very different indicators um, as well. So it's, it is interesting, but that means overall the I that's interesting because I feel like is this a better indicator of overall health? Maybe it might be actually. I feel like this is a better indicator of city health because the floor price is is not a good indicator if the floor is like a 5 or 10x. Well, the markup of floor property doesn't mean much, but it does give you an idea of like, holy cow, like the floor is ridiculously marked up. That doesn't necessarily mean that that's the value proposition of the city, right? And so I think floor is one metric that maybe for a city like a Detroit or the the ones that are like under 5,000 OPEX, like that's kind of important. But when you talk about like Manhattan, the floors in Manhattan and San Francisco, they have such high markups that it, to me, is maybe not the best indicator of a tier one city. Probably the better indicator would be this, which is the cheapest markup because like here you can see Manhattan is, is staying steady. It actually went up to 225 but San Francisco is right there at 200. So the floor and everything makes it look like Manhattan is going nuts. But what people don't realize is that Manhattan was significantly more expensive overall than what San Francisco was. So right. percent, percent markup wise, which goes directly to the value proposition of monthly earnings and a tier one city, that's a big consideration, I would think. Like, yeah, I don't know. It, and there's only there's only three properties below three hundred and fifty percent markup in Manhattan. Now they're bigger properties, they're expensive properties, um, large up square properties with the Manhattan pricing. But yeah, absolutely, it, it's we'll continue to tweak the numbers and figure out some metrics to, to really bring you the value. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's interesting because it's, it's all things we're learning together, right? Like we've not had this volume of information or numbers or, you know, it's, it's hard to really nail down what are the true economic indicators of a growth area. Um, and I'm sure that Upland has their own health indicators. And we know for a fact because they highlighted it, that percent markup was a big factor for them, right? right. So that's something they they look at it like, how can we help prevent Rutherford? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, no. and, and even Rutherford's come down too. And I yeah. do, I forgot last week, and I want to do it right now. I want to thank just Justin for helping mm. us out. So, 
Just Justin, shout out, brother. Thank you for helping us. Yeah, he uh, he reached out um, about a month ago and said that he was willing to help us with the slides. So he's been helping us uh, get the data and put it into the slides and put the slides together for the show. So, and I'm working with him. So he's doing a great job. Really appreciate his help. You're the man, just Justin. And he has more kids than me. That's not even possible. That's illegal. <laughs> His are older, but still he's got more than me. Gotcha. And that's hopefully that's oh. on, actually I'm impressed. That's impressive. I can barely keep one dog alive. I'm I like checking up. Actually I don't even know where he went. He's probably getting into garbage again. Like I, like, <laughs> I don't know how you guys keep an entire freaking baseball team, you know, coordinated. I I mean, between the two of us, we do have we can feel the starting baseball team. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Wait, there's a lot. Of, anyway, <laughs> whoa, Justin, holy cow! Maybe show different markups for low, medium, large, up square ranges too. That's a really good point, Adam. Uh, yeah, I think that there we there's a lot more interesting data um, to be had. It, um, and I think know. a lot of it's coming yeah. to with uh, what UpX World's doing. I was I was going to say, I don't know if you've heard of this project I'm working on. Um, it's pretty cool. It's called UpX World. Um, and we are, so the, the data that we're talking about right now um, is a lot more difficult to get because of the data structure. So I'm not going to get into it. The long and short of it is. Um, it will be coming. We, it, coming soon. Yes. Check out UpX World. But the data. I'm very, very proud and excited of the data site um, that's coming along. The backend data is, mm, I'm a, I'm a data nerd, so looking very much looking forward to that. And then here's the U.S. dollar floor markup percentage, the bottom. Wait, wait. See now, see we de- we need to get we need to get aligned on terminology because now because now this is the way that this reads is upland floor USD. Markup, the floor USD markup. So, is this if I went to go buy a the cheapest USD property? This is the markup for the cheapest USD property, or is this the cheapest markup of USD? Is this the markup floor or the floor markup? So, if you look at Kansas, we'll go with Kansas City since it's one of the three cheapest cities right now and had a 5% drop. Um, you have a property out there for, you know, it was minted for 18,450 UPEX and it's currently for mm-hmm. sale for $10.60, which is a 56% markup. So, okay. So, that is actually the markup floor. That is the Upland. USD markup floor, not the floor markup. Correct. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure, and and I appreciate as well, if you are, uh, first of all, if you're on, if you are listening on our podcast on the Spotify, I am sorry. This has to be a brutal segment. You probably fast forward (laughs) because you can't see all of the fantastic numbers. I hope that you come over and check out our YouTube. Um, and also for us watching YouTube, like it is like when we start talking about these numbers, it is complicated because there's a lot of different dimensions. So um, 
we'll we'll make sure we kind of streamline the the wording. Yeah. So floor markup versus markup floor. Like that's the really yeah, you know. And I think for the most part you're doing the um the markup floor, which makes sense. If you right. just go if you sort by markup, right? So that's what you're doing is just sort by markup. This is what you get in USD. And you are right. I did misword that. And that is misleading. It only took about five or six episodes for you to catch that. <laughs> I, they're just, you, you, you guys, uh, you and, and Justin put together a lot of fantastic data and numbers. So usually I'm too enthralled looking at all the numbers. Uh, but this week, those numbers are looking fairly stable, which is right. good. Um and so it was more like, holy cow, like that is really cheap. Because now I would be curious. I mean, you got 10 cities under 75% that you can buy with U.S. dollars. And you're going, I mean, that that's the crazy part is the ones that are fit. So Kansas City, Los Angeles, Nashville, you can snag properties right now for 56%. Not many out there in those cities at that value, but that value is still out there. And you're almost, you know, you're pushing almost close to, 28%, over 25% ROI on property earnings if you purchase this for U.S. dollars. Which is insane. But now what's the, what is the USD floor markup? So for Kansas City or whatever, what's the, what's the cheapest? Probably Detroit. Like who's got the cheapest USD? Uh, Detroit. Okay, so what is, what is the Detroit USD floor markup? Detroit, USD, oh, I closed that out. Hold on. Looking right now. Um, it is 64%. Okay, wow. So even the cheapest. So, somebody, so people have listed since I updated this number. Well, no, but wait, wait. Is that the cheapest? So that's the $3 properties are at 64% markup? Actually, that property right now is $6.50. Um, wait, no, no, no. What's the cheap? No, no. Sort it by cheapest USD. Oh, cheapest USD is three dollars, and yep. uh, it's three dollars. What's the markup percent on that? Seventy-eight percent. Holy crap! So even the even the USD floor is under mint. Yes, that's shocking to me. I was definitely expecting the USD floor to be a lot closer to mint or even over mint because I assume like you know you buy a five hundred upx property and you flip it for three dollars, but that means that people are buying 5,000 UPEX properties and selling them for $3? Yeah. Holy cow. Interesting. Yeah, well, it was, uh, yeah, you had the. Because I feel like, to me, at the bottom end, that's more, like, for the bottom. like So, the, so 3,828 UPEX, and they're selling currently for three three dollars Well, that's not, I mean, but still, like, that's kind of sad. But it's also, because, like, if I'm a. So we've heard it numerous times, and I think it's a valid strategy to some degree of buying floor properties and then selling for USD. So taking your your earnings, buying floor properties, selling for USD. Um, so I can see I would sell at the floor, right? I That's 100%. I would buy at the floor, sell at the floor. Right. So. And then the bottom five city floors... Detroit, Queens, Chicago, Fresno, Cleveland. Um, kind of took a step back, still pretty stable. U.S. dollars, pretty stable there. Nothing to get too excited about. Sold out, Chicago, 
Still at 99%. Everybody's creeping up. Los Angeles is not creeping up. Nashville's not creeping up. Kansas City's not creeping up. But Las Vegas, Queens, Detroit, they've all bumped up a percentage this week. Nice. Also, shout out to uh, my boy Mike from Hyde Park Ninjas. He's like, he actually like texted me a screenshot of of the numbers and was like giving. He got me the data faster. I'm just saying that's the power of ninjas. That's all yeah. I'm saying. I'm not a ninjas. ninja. Ninja. All right. So, unminted properties available: four hundred and fifty thousand five hundred and eighty nine. Is this the, I like this minus number. That's how many, that's essentially how many minted? Over the last week. That's correct. Wow. Look at Detroit and Queens, which again, like I'm telling you, those are, those are some sleeper communities. They're, they're building up. Like that's really interesting to me. Yeah. Um, this week, only 7,187 properties mm-hmm. were minted. Um, last week, there was 9,690 properties minted. So it was a down week in minting. Um, I'm starting to trend those numbers of total mints. We do have, um, and last week, yes, last week was greater than 9,000 because you had the Rio, you had the Rio release last week too. So it was greater than that. But for mm-hmm. the, but it sold out right away. So I, I don't know how we count that, but these are the cities that have been around for a while that are continuing to supply the top tier, the middle tier, and the new player. Yeah, once we start getting, like, there's, man, there's so much. I can't wait to start having access to the data that we're going to have. Because, like, I'm like, man, I wonder, like, I want to know also, like, what, I don't think anybody, t- like, does anybody report, like, how many properties were sold each week? Like um, what was the volume of transactions week over week of like how many how many Chicago cities Chicago uh, properties were sold secondhand? Like I'm curious. Like how many how many of each city were sold secondhand? I, I know we used to get those numbers when UpX World was originally there. Um, yeah, and we had some other people running numbers for us, but I, I don't. I haven't been able to watch as much content as I used to be able to watch. So I don't know if anybody else is reporting on that or not, but we used to report that we haven't in a while. And that was one of the interesting things that I always love reporting on. All right. Well, I'll add it. So yeah, I think like that'll be interesting. And honestly, the reason I say that is because I think Upland is trending. Like I don't think Upland's concerned about these numbers. Like I think they're okay with the steady minting of these. They're not looking for these cities to sell out. I think that they want um, and again, we I mean, we could pull the Cuban card of like, it's not about selling properties. It's about building community. And that's exactly what Upland has been doing for three plus years. Like they've been building community. That's why we're all here. So anyway. Yeah. And, you know, Upland cleaned up a lot of the secondary accounts at, or multi-accounting there's still multi-accounting going on and we do have a lot of sleuths out there addressing that but you know there's 114,000 people interacting with their wallet each week and which is pretty stable and steady and then the 30 day we're starting to go up to to, to 212 we were getting close to 200,000 over the 30 days so there has been an uptick of people checking 200 or 300 we were getting close to two. We got close to 300,000 and then it like 
dropped way down and we almost crossed below 200,000. Um, and, and once again, this is just from DAP radar. Upland has more accurate statistics than this. And this is just what DAP radar is able to, uh, to identify here. But yeah, no, we're, that's good. we're on the upswing too. We crossed uh, 212.5 thousand over 30 days. Yeah, I think they're waiting for, I, I mean, I know what they're waiting for. Like, I don't know what they're waiting for, but I, I have my suspicions on like, they're they're waiting for more stuff. Because uh, this isn't necessarily public, but they did reopen the, the, the sandbox and some of the other credential stuff. Like, so there is third party development is, is often full swing as of today. So, yes. Um, Yep. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about that here shortly too. Oh, oh, you got it. How do you have that information? That's well, not public. Okay, maybe you got some. Okay, I wasn't on the same thing as you, but okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you're talking about that other thing that was announced today. Yeah. The 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 asset creator thing. Yep. Yeah. No, I'm talking something different. This is for people in the UDN. Oh, okay. Um, the Upland Development Network which is they had a sandbox for hackathon that they took down while they were tweaking and modifying APIs. And they just now, I believe they had an announcement gotcha. internally to that team. So, okay. Stadium projects. Okay. Got stadiums going on. There's eight stadiums left to be built. You have like, is that all of the stadiums in the entire, like, Oh no, no. Football league or no, they're nowhere close. So you got Cleveland, Detroit, Kansas City. Oh, Vegas. duh. They haven't even released all the cities. What, right. So, sorry. Sorry, uh, Upland. I'm sorry, Upland Upland's podcast listeners. I'm sure you're like, <laughs> what are you? Sorry. Okay. So, you're saying that the eight that would that would essentially would fill out all of the cities that have been released right. with their corresponding cities. Correct. So, Cleveland, yeah. Detroit, Kansas City, Vegas, Nashville, New Orleans, New York, which is the MetLife Stadium. And then uh, San Francisco, which is in actually Santa Clara. Very cool. Now, all you need to do is stake 0.01 Spark. It's hard to get in there. They're taking snapshots daily. Um, they're going to award 10 2021 uh, Fire Mementos bundles per stadium. So they're going to give out two Fire Mementos bundles per stadium. So 16 in total. Um Ten winners will receive one 2021 Two Fire Memento bundle. That makes okay. no sense. None of that made sense. I don't understand any of the words that you just said. None of those numbers added up. Oh wait, okay. We're gonna try that again for for each state. It makes sense now for each stadium drawing ten winners. So there will be okay. eighty total winners, and okay. each winner will get. 2021 fire memento bundles two wait what was the number you cut out so they, they get one fire memento bundle fire moment wait two I say the word two. they get two fire wait hold on is it two bundles or one two fire bundle two fire bundles 10 one. winners 10 winners for each stadium <laughs> my brain no, is it is it two, is it two bundles total or is it one two fire bundle? Do you it, know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so there's there's right. So it's a number of fire things because you can have one three fire bundle 
one two fire bundle like or is now, it two they're, just they're talking fire? about the fire bundles themselves and you're going to get two of them who's on first who's on first <laughs> You know and it's they, bad when Dr. Nobody's like, I can't even. So you and the the caps, the jerseys, and game balls will have two fire stats, but you're also getting two mementos. Does that help you now? <laughs> no, it's just not. So, so <laughs> you're going to get. <laughs> How many you're, you're mementos me. am I getting if I win this? How many mementos? <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> What's a fire bundle? I have no idea. So, so for this one, for this one, this is for weeks one through thirteen. Each bundle contains a two pack, which can be a cap, a jersey, or a game ball, and they have two fire stats. Okay, so I get a two pack. So I'm going to get two mementos in a pack, each with at least and, two fire. Right, and you're going to get two packs. So you're going to. I'm going to get two packs. So I'm going to get four total. Yes. Jeez, oh, Pete, could they have picked any more confusing? I'm so confused. So I get two fire, I get two two fire packs. Right. Which each have two two fire mementos. Right. Which means I get four two fire mementos. Right. So then you got eight fires. Minimum. Minimum eight fires. Right. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and there's ten winners per stadium, and there's eight stadiums. Nope. We're we spent- not. We spent way too long on this, oh my gosh. <laughs> this segment. For those of you who just sent your kids off to school, this is what it feels like when they have to count apples, okay? <laughs> like, geez, old Pete. If you are a, a, uh, a elementary school teacher that has to use these examples, feel free to use this fire sample to uh, make your kids hate their lives. Nice job, NFT architect. It's kind of hard to get staked on all of them. So uh, Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. Good on you. So a fire stat um, is what Upland has deemed as a um, good game. Um, I don't know who they coordinate with because it's interesting. You have offensive linemen, defensive linemen, long snappers that do have fire stats to them. But, and some of them have been in question, but it's more perceived as a good game. So you have an offense player that has a lot of receiving yards, receptions, and touchdowns. They can have different fires to that. It, it just depends on the position. But basically, it's better than just the average one, and there's a nice little flame next to the stat. Yeah, I think like they have like it's like um, a combination of the league averages of that particular stat and their personal average of that particular stat and if it if it's over a certain threshold it essentially gets a fire to say hey they did really good in this stat uh for the winning like to so actually to get a fire stat on your game you have to win and you have to win by like 10 points like so if your team wins by 10 points for instance you'll get a fire stat on that man look Uh, at you go hey man when you're Hey, when you're building a layer two that uses all this nonsense, you kind of have to learn it a little bit more. Rio had a tour. B fly. Did they team up with somebody or what is that? Yeah, I got to look into that one. I saw that as I was putting it together and I just didn't have time to look into B fly. Um, So we'll definitely check it out. But city Mm. tours are always nice. You get to go around and you always get some sort of reward and you get to learn a little more about a city. Yeah, it's always kind of fun. Um, is that a Dr. Pepper I hear opening? 
It is not. Today is not sponsored by Coke Zero, the other diet beverage that I enjoy. There you go. All right. The Uplanders Designer Guild. So how do you feel? I mean. Nope. Nope. Right, we're, you can just give your comments and then I'm just going to, I'm going to keep sipping this delicious. What, well, well, what's your opinion? You know, you have $18 million in Series A funding and you reach out to have designers join a guild and it's pretty simple. You just submit your portfolio, you know, with your 3d models and then you can be part of this guild to help design more stuff for upland they haven't really talked about compensation so i I guess that's my hard spot is i I love the community's creativity hopefully they're just compensated in a fair way Uh Uh uh-huh that's a fair that is a fair assessment that is a fair and balanced assessment too stupid we should use that as the clip for this segment why are you not commenting? I because I have I like I had a, I have and still I had and still have kind of a knee jerk reaction to it, and it's since it's I'm trying to to like wait just because I mm, it makes me feel a certain kind of way. I yeah we have like I I, th- I, th- I think these players and the creative players have, should no, be able have, to have businesses. No, 100%. Like, and this is what is is frustrating and I worry about. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know because I don't know enough about the program. I know that that Upland has some insanely talented artists and creators and um, absolutely everything like that. I have a lot of open questions around, you know, how they're going to be using these players' IPs, how they're going to be compensated, no offense if it's anything like UCN or the mods or anything where I have to assume it'll be different, but like that to me, um, because it, it's so vague. They, the mission is super, to, super vague. It, it, the mission is to assist the upland team in designing various assets and move those assets into upland as quickly as possible, which is awesome. And these are things that we're yeah. asking for, but then they're like, Guild members have proven their design skills and have the option to work with the Upland team to earn rewards such as UpX and more. Well, why don't you have that? Why don't you set them up with the business? You know, set them up with a business to push these assets. Well, no, because here's what they here's what they need. Like they need people to design buildings. They need people to design block explorers. Like if they're still planning on pumping those out, like they're probably be you know. Like we've already seen, especially the director's block explorers, which oh, yeah. honestly they sh- they should honestly discontinue. Stop. But just stop those like, now <laughs> because it's just getting insane and ridiculous and Copying. completely abused. Like IP. and so I, I just go if that's what they're using to create for. Like I don't know because I'm starting a project myself. I'm starting a new gaming platform, and I'm also recruiting artists from the community, so I can vouch firsthand that there is some insane talented. Uh, but you got a big don't pay the rent. That's that's fair. Like that's true. Yeah. Um, and again, they have to me. They have the money to like. I I don't know because I, this is why I'm not judging. Like, I'm trying to like because I think that this is just we've seen them do a lot of really cool stuff with the decorations and and, and some really good profit share with those things uh, and the ornaments. Um, and I know, you know that those players get pretty well compensated in UpX and stuff. 
Um, I, I'm, I just need to, I need to know more about it. I'm curious. Um, and, and even even they said, why should you join the guild? And it says, you know, a task could be to add texture or color to a 3D model, such as a landmark. In return, you would receive a certain amount of upex when the model is brought to life in Upland. But what if they don't want uplex? I mean, UPEX. What if they want cash? What if, you know, there, there's a lot more to it. You know, Block Explorers, you have Block Explorer shops. And a lot of people went into it thinking that they were going to be able to design their Block Explorers, which would take right. a huge burden off the Upland team if they just let these people do that with, you know, have, well, them, sign, yeah. have them sign sign strong contracts talking about IP infringement and they will be held responsible and not the Upland team if they infringe on IP. Um. Yeah, it's easy. That's easier said than done because if if up if Upland is selling it directly, they take that liability because right. So it. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. Don't think this is legal advice. But like, as I would understand it, like in a, in a being that still would take a tremendous burden off if the workflow was just vet and approve these because it's not just IP infringement that you have to worry about. It's somebody just knocking. Well, I mean, I guess it's kind of IP, but like, you know, we've seen it now where essentially it's just a copy paste director's block explorer specifically. Right. Change a color oh, scheme, what? change a pattern. Well, no, uh, this is a good sky. I know. And hmm, I know there's a, people have different thresholds of acceptance and it's, and it's again, like when does it become a completely different model? Like, do you if you add one new element and change the foundational color is that a new element do you think no 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 i i don't i don't that's that's fair architect i wouldn't go as far to say i think it's a bad idea no joining. um i would be cautious if it requires a non-compete of any kind um that like specifically i'm going to be very 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 selfish right here because architect i know that you are doing some amazing work for upex world um and so yeah no i think all artists should explore all opportunities i mean this sounds super cool if i had the art chops uh, to do what i think that they wanted i would um throw my my name in the hat i i don't so i'm not going to um i absolutely think you should um and so, yeah, I would say join it, but I would also ask, you know, I mean, it's great for players that don't want to put a lot of money in and want to build up X so they can expand, expand their uh, upland real estate empire, which is awesome there too. But also what more is there? Because I, I think this can be spun off into some meta ventures and that's just the angle that I was going through is some of this stuff should be meta ventures and what do they need to put in place to spin this off as meta ventures? This could be a good transition from, Hey, you're part of the designer guild and now we're going to give you a meta venture because you've proven yourself, which is a total entire possibility there too. I'm just, well, you know what? I like that. I like where you're headed there. What if it's, Oh, you know what? I got to be careful because there's been numerous times that I've underestimated the not numerous times. There's been a handful of times that I've underestimated the Upland team, and they've they've surprised me. This actually might be one of them. Um, I'm wonder. Uh, I don't know, or or I'm just uh, you know, what if like you know what you said about the meta ventures? What if that is? What if this is the foundation where they're going to have these the designer guilds be the 
maybe the Meta Ventures can commission the Designers Guilds, right? Because you and I both went through this decor, right? And so I can tell you right now, one of the biggest pains has been this, and it's been a learning experience for everybody, and there's no one's fault. And and shout out to to Jennifer um, from uh, the Meta Venture, Upland Meta Ventures running that. Fantastic, fantastic community leader. Jennifer um, went above and beyond what her general responsibilities were and her general work hours to make things happen with the Meta Ventures decor shops. So definitely yeah. shout out to her. Really appreciate the time and the effort she put in to make the people participating in it successful. Yeah. And I mean, you and I can both vouch like those, those models and those things are complex. You have multiple uh, LODs, which is level of detail you have very specific baking requirements for the finishing materials and the outside, like they, and they, they need it in a very specific way. Um, and that takes a lot of iterations for their art team to go through it and things like that. And I've always contended it would be very easy if you had somebody who understood the exact process and you enabled them and you empowered them to go like, Hey, this is it. This is exactly how we want it. You know, it now go work with, Hey, go work with TML. And then we're going to give you a cut of the venture dues, right? So the venture dues get then paid out to the designer guilds, potentially. Like some of the venture dues go to the designer guilds who help out the meta ventures, right? So like right. maybe that's how it works. Like, And like I would happily give a commission cut to a designer that's helping, say, if we were running a block explorer shop that was designing block explorers or as we own decor shops that run the decor, holy cow, that would be fantastic if Upland empowered the MetaVenture owners to say, hey, we have a designer's guild and we're going to have a, a process to match creators with business owners, which is fantastic because that's, I, you know, if that's not what they're doing, that's certainly what we're doing at Upix World. So <laughs> if, like that, because that's our entire model is we empower creators to create and earn income from themselves. And if this guild's, is like that. I hope it's closer to that and a whole lot less like, not that I have a, I love UCN. I'm very happy to be a member of UCN. Um, I'm wearing my Upland t-shirt swag, hashtag merch, hashtag Upland UpX 15 for 15% off. Like, I, I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of, of Upland, et cetera, but like the Upland, the, the UCN, you know, we were supposed to have our own broadcasting buildings. Like, you know, why can't we have that? Like, where is that? That We should have a MetaVenture tag where that you can go to and see the information about, uh, you know, the Upex podcast. Like, right. we, we don't. And so, like, there's things like that. And, like, we had monthly payouts. We had quarterly payouts. Um, and now, I mean, they have, like, the bounties, right? So, I mean, like, we, we, we're getting these bounties, which are, I think, all in Upex. Yes. And, and you create content, and it's, you know, the top three videos yeah. on that subject they they get awarded an upex which is which is fine yeah so i mean i guess if it's like that i don't know it's just something about and i guess it's the same thing like yeah I don't know. so so my thing here was just i didn't like the vagueness of it and i'm hoping it drives these people that are approved in this guild for meta ventures so they can do do bigger things because all the stuff you read on UpX, or I mean on Upland, is they want to drive the community to develop these things. And right now, you're having people come in under this guild. So I just wanted more clarity, and hopefully, it goes in yeah, the direction we're talking. 
here's the thing. Artists aren't business people, a lot of them, right? True. Like, so, like, that. that's the thing. It's like just saying, hey, an artist can be a MetaVenture owner. Well, they don't necessarily want to be, they don't necessarily, and this is not any slight against them, of like, no. they're not, they're not going to run their own marketing. Just like I can't do my own, you know, decor design. Like, to me, it's not a either or. To me, it's, well, actually, we need these artists. And we need to give them revenue streams, and then we're going to empower them by connecting them with business people who are going to run these meta ventures. And that so, works too, because I mean, and again, sorry, broken record. That's what we're doing at Upex World. We have artists, we have business people, we have you know creatives of different types, and we bring them together so that way the everybody can make the money. The business people who are running the shops and the front end and the games can partner with the storytellers and the creators. And I hope that's what this is. And that's why a little bit I'm like, you know, it's hard because I'm happy for Upland and it's hard because I know that that's kind of what I'm also doing in a way. Um, So. All right. But yeah. Ready to move on. So ready. New city release. Coming up on Monday, August 23rd. Wow. Or wait, Tuesday the 23rd. Sorry. Tuesday? Yeah. Right. Um, wait, Thursday, 18, 19, 20, 20, 20. Yeah. All right. So this is the second international city. It is. Why do they say no airport? You got to have an airport to get over to Portugal. And they even sold airport terminals. Um, oh, maybe no local. Yeah, maybe that's a mess up. Because wait, is there a train terminal? Yeah, can't be. Is it? Does the train go to wherever the other place? Um, I do have the travel slide. We'll, we'll jump to the travel slide. Fly to Lisbon, train to Portugal. Is that it? Oh, is that yeah. why? So you oh, got Lisbon. So, oh, so you don't. There isn't. So, okay, I get it. I get it. There's no airport in Porto, but there is one in Lisbon, and that is the hub. So Lisbon's going to be the hub for at least the start of Portugal. So you had the Lisbon, because I, I registered for the terminal sales. I didn't pay that close attention. I just went in, register, 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 and then I had, right. then I could buy in eighteen weeks and three hours. So I no, was just like, "Really? No, it wasn't that big." But I'm just oh, <laughs> that would have been that's a record for sure. <laughs> I, I'm just getting more extreme with the dates of how long I'm in line. Yeah, which you know what though, and and I think this is true. You can't fly. Because they're only international terminals, so you right. can't fly Rio to Lisbon. But Rio is an international terminal because you're coming in from international cities. Oh, yeah. Wait. So, wait. So, why can't you fly from Rio to... I don't know. Inquiring minds want to know. Yeah, because those are different countries. <laughs> right. <laughs> wait. <laughs> Wait, I was thinking. I was thinking like it was in like the U.S., so it's like flying domestic, but it's not. It's no. definitely not. Wait, hold on. What are we missing, Upland? Why can't you fly oh, from Rio? Why can't we fly from? I saw those comments, but 
I didn't. I never. I didn't really think too much about it because I was like, "Oh, it's just because you know they they are only doing international. They don't have domestic flights wait, there." And then I was like, "Wait, they are. They're all international." Like, and especially if you've been down to Rio for anything that's been going on down there, the the neighborhood expansions, the uh, treasure rushes, or just hanging out and chilling. Now you got to go back to either LAX, San Francisco, Chicago, or JFK. Jeez. That's expensive. Right? Because, I mean, that's like five. But look. 5,000 UPEX to then do the round trip or to go from Rio. Is it 5,000 UPEX to go from Rio to Portugal? No. Or for, I don't know what to go from Rio to Portugal, but, you know, you got anywhere from uh, 2,300 UPEX to 3,900 UPEX, depending on where you're flying from. But the times aren't bad, you know, to go from LAX on the west coast of the United States all the way to Portugal in 93 minutes. That's not a bad time. I mean, I guess. I'd, I'd take that. Oh, is this the first time that there's ever been an airport in an unreleased city? Yeah. Uh um, I think it's the first time they've ever released an airport that wasn't like right. Well, that city. well, you had JFK, which is technically in Queens for the Manhattan release. I mean that no nah, JFK like that's. But you could go from JFK right into Manhattan. You didn't have to take a train. So this is the first time that you fly into a city and then take a train to a city they're about to release. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that is that it's a unique that is a unique launch. That is a historical moment. That's a first in yeah. Upland first. And 33 33% is going to be FSA. Um and also they said about 33,000 properties on the first release. So, do we feel like it's going to sell out? Uh, it's going to go quick. Absolutely. Do you think so? Oh yeah. Huh. It's interesting because they also said, so it's the first European city, you know, so even though it's the second international, it's the first European city. Um, They're going to go 35,000 parcels. I'm sorry. And it it sounds like there's 35,000 total. It's a small, medium-priced city. Going to Tom Tom Elkins, here it is. Tom is calling it. Sell out in 30 minutes. I can see it. Yeah. So, are you going to go fly over there? No. I know. Just redundant question. I, I haven't and, left. I haven't left. I haven't left uh, states, I don't think. Yeah. Did I fly to Rio? What did I fly to Rio for? Uh, I don't know. I don't think. I don't know if I did. I don't know. Uh, no, I don't. I don't really plan on it. Uh, um, not really. Lisbon in three weeks. There you yeah. go. Tom's Tom is just aiming for the fences now. So it, it's going to be released in vanilla mode, which we do re- like. Um, now the interesting thing is they are launching a social media contest, and ten winners will receive a VIP entrance and seating for the SC Porto home game on August 20th and some Upland swag. Mm. And that's more for our 
for the people living right there in Portugal? I mean, you know, I'm all about the swag. So when they come out with that Portugal swag, you know, I'll be buying it. Yes. Yeah. All right. Another fun city. And that will be exciting to see. Um, yeah, I didn't get to finish this slide. What is this slide? <laughs> that was actually the um, the picture that they had for the article um, on the Metaverse land and the platform moment for Web3. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and in response to Mark Cuban's um, interview on Altcoin Daily YouTube where he pretty much said that the Metaverse is the dumbest shit ever. And I can say that because I was quoting Mark Cuban, who has way more oh, money yeah. than all of us. That's true. Um, but Cuban is big on innovation in Web3. You know, he related it to the iPhone and the App Store platform, you know. So the iPhone came out and it encouraged a lot of developers to put their their creations on the App Store. And that really exploded how we use phones Android was doing the same thing about the same time, but you know, all the cool kids got iPhones and that's how that works. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm looking to be, I want to make the iPhone to the current Android metaverse landscape. And I think the user and consumer base of those particular products at its core is also representative of that because I feel like uh, the Android, there's a very not, I don't want to say a specific personality, but like, like they tend to be like a little bit more of the techie or whatever. There's some, like I don't know, like I'm an I'm an Apple user, so I have to be careful on that. But like, yeah. Anyway, and one of the things that Derek pointed out in his article is, um, so Cuban had skepticism of Metaverse Land and. You know, it's justified given the economics of many projects that are out there. We've seen the pump and dumps. We've seen the pools. We've seen all the crashes. Um, And there's a misalignment between landowners and game players, and it creates a speculator and spectator scenario. And it could bring value, but those who are not would not enjoy the value creation. So it doesn't create a community, and Cuban pointed that out. But here in Upland, we've had a community. That was the cool thing when you got in early on Upland is the community. And all these neighborhoods that are springing about in Upland and the cool stuff that's going on in each of these and what they're focused on. You know, you have people focused on comics. you got a hip-hop cannabis. You have, um, you know, the Woodhood focusing, you know, their, their merch is going to autism. They're doing cool stuff. There's so many cool things out there. And I, I think... Hyde Park Ninjas. Yep. Um, and you know, you do have the land scarcity, but also here you have the, you know, everything based off of a real world address versus sandbox and sandbox has done a good job of bringing, uh, brands in to create stuff. Um, and as we've always said, Upland's playing the slow game here. The interesting thing though, is Cuban is an investor in Yuga labs and mm. I'm like, so you're going to call the metaverse kind of dumb, but yet you're in Yuga Labs. 
Yeah, interesting. And I don't know. Do you think that may, like? Do you know that? Do you think he knows everything he's invested in, though? Like at a certain point, when your portfolio gets big enough, don't don't you just have people that are managing a lot of that for you? Um, some of the I things, some of the things, I think he takes personal interest in and really dives into, and then other things, you know, some of the smaller things he has other people just kind of do for him. Um, and, yeah. So, like, I don't know. Does he own like a thirty percent share, or does he own like you know one percent or something? Um, I don't know how much you put into it. I, I know they put the dollar amount, but I'm not sure how much of a percentage it was for it, you know, and, and Dirk did make another point that Upland is a nonfiction metaverse map for the real world and land ownership in Upland is the gateway to the economy. And that's really where it starts getting into, you know, the operated shops, the block explorer shops, the decor shops. And the level two that's going to start coming, you know, OpEx World is a great example of user-generated content um, to the extreme. You'll have the user-generated content in the game with everything, you know, hopefully architect shops, transportation buildings, all that stuff we've always highlighted. But then you also have the level two, which you see in some of these other games out there. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Oh, can I, do you want, have you seen, I don't, because I know you're busy, so, and I'm not even mad at you, but, uh, let me see, can I share, hold on, do you want to see a a new demo, it's not, it's a new, like, video, go for Uh, it, do, 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 find the screen, window, movies, TV, share, put this here, Oh my gosh! Why is it not playing? Oh, there we go. All right. So this is uh, the latest from Upex World. Um, shout out to Land for Land. Uh, so this is your, the X Lander. So that's our our avatar. This is an example one. We have we have one being made, walking out of his small town home where you could see he was playing Upland on TV. This is what do you see? Do you see in the background? Can you tell that fair the the what's with the turtles weird? in the back and why is he walking down the middle of the street dude that's how he's gangster. he's walking down the street he's going to he's going to the best uh ferris wheel ever is that a turtle ferris wheel dude you know it is look at that look at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude he walks in like a g yeah he walks like a g he's got the g walk um and yeah, so I mean, this is uh, a little bit uh, more of a, a display of uh, kind of what we're, we're building at. And yeah, some of the creativity of, of the team, they were really uh, pleased with themselves with the uh, TML uh, Ferris wheel, which I appreciated. So there you go. If you hadn't seen it, uh, this is not released on YouTube or anything. Uh, so this is now it is semi exclusive. It was on uh, it was on one of my Twitch streams earlier this week. Oh, that's not taking it off the screen. Um, but anyway, it's not, uh, it's not published itself anywhere yet. So there you go. Nice. Yeah. I thought you guys might enjoy that. So again, like that's where we're starting to build on top of, you know, that Upland and that's those artists and people that are contributing it to it. Uh, we very much have our own community guild. And now again, I'm not discouraging anyone 
please do not take any, like, we have no idea. We are very excited. Um, everything we do, we hope is successful for Upland. So if you are an artist um, and that guilt sounds interesting to you, definitely check it out. I can't imagine they've never had any sort of non-compete kind of thing or like, hey, you can't do external projects, but just make sure because you obviously don't want to, you know, if you're working with a third party or an existing meta venture, um, creating assets for them. I can't imagine that Upland would say no by participating because it sounds like they're going to do tasks. It sounds like they have a backlog of maybe um, stuff that needs to be um, rendered or baked or whatever. And they're just going to give the Upland community a chance to kind of help out with it, which could be cool. So, and honestly, you know, we've always said that Upland's playing the slow game, just already said it, but you know, as it develops, you know, with the web three, the true ownership of the digital assets, yes, you don't have your private keys deals. Yeah, we get that. You haven't heard that as much as you did in the original days of Upland because, because we're starting to attract the non-crypto people into it. But, uh, um, you know, as the communities grow, you know, the economy is going to open up for the developers, the designers, the service providers, the hustlers, everything out there. And it's going to be a great place to build um, killer applications with Web3 tools. And it will be a true creator's platform. And, you know, you guys right now are in the forefront doing up X world. Um, yeah. Do I say you guys or can I include myself? Nah, you can. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Yeah, we, like we, I mean, we. you can include, you can include everyone who watches. If you are a, an UpX podcast watcher, you are almost certainly involved in UpX world somehow. I know a lot of the names I see here are. So I say we, we as a community, because it's just the, it's the first gaming platform ever built by a gaming community. Right. Like, think about that. Let that sink in. This will be the first ever true gaming platform built by a gaming community and run by and have revenue shared with its own gaming community and of creators. Like that's insanely cool to me. And, um, and congratulations there. Uh, uh, world has secured uh funding for the first, uh, first phase of UpX world. So congratulations there. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So we had, Around one funding, we were able to raise um, fifty thousand uh, dollars for round one. Support of some amazing um, investors, including Spread the Cure. Uh, thank you very much to Spread the Cure. Thank you to Orca Dot Digital, um, who also invested in Upex World, and then other private uh, contributions um, who wish to remain anonymous at this time, which is completely fair. Thank you um, for that. Uh, so we did have a, a full round of, of funding for that, which is fantastic. Should get us through, um, you know, kind of the alpha stage of, of gameplay, proof of value. Um, we're hoping that, that that also covers like the data site, which I know has been a big thing um, that people have missed. So it's, it's going to get us to a good starting spot um, to then be able to be able to take those next steps of either looking for grant money um, through different projects or looking for other funding or sponsorship opportunities. So 
yeah, very, very exciting and, and so grateful to those brands. We'll also be doing some really interesting stuff with Spread the Cure, uh, looking to create an educational game to um, help raise awareness for the amazing work that Spread the Cure is doing, um, as well as just help you know create a fun and interactive learning game um, in relationship to kind of some of the, the science and philosophy that uh, they run there. So really just exciting times altogether. Um, I, I couldn't be happier with the community that we're building um, and the people that we're, we're partnering up with now. Thank you, Hyde Park Ninjas. Yes. Dr. And that's why I see like Hyde Park Ninjas, like we're working with them. Like we're going to be doing some martial arts stuff. We can't really announce anything yet, but like we're, you know, we're in talks. Like we, yeah. you know, Mike has been hooking it up and we have good people there. Dr. Nobody, if you don't know about 1111 Studios, he is an amazing curator of art that's looking to bring some wicked new art projects in, some like, oh, I don't know, survival of the fittest art auctions, like like, like battle to the top. There's some amazing stuff. And so I say we, we as a community, if you're listening now, you're definitely part of the future of Web3, um, and we're excited that you're here. Absolutely. Next week, we do have Mars Utah coming on. Very excited for it. So I do have the instrumental that Mars is making the new... And this goes hard. I love it. I love it. So I can't wait to see what Mars Utah does to that. And I, I just love how the, the beat drops and, and starts hitting hard on that. So, yeah, I, man, I wonder, do, I mean, so have you heard any? Because you said you were kind of working with it. So have you heard bits? No, I've only worked with them on finding the beat for the song. So oh. I, I haven't heard any of the lyrics. I haven't heard anything like that. And, you know, we, we had a couple of different beats in mind, but that one ended up being the, the one that, that he went with and and i love it so i'm excited for it yeah no i can't wait i i yeah yeah and then it, it was nice that we could go back to ghost beats and he's still banging those uh banging those out so dude why don't we just buy ghost beats ghost beats come come join us <laughs> dude come be the do you we need do you have contacts with him um i've emailed him once and that was like when I wanted to buy the rights to it outright. So that was two years ago. So I have not, but I know how to get a hold of him. Um, he's got a lot of cool stuff going on in music production and he's got some online classes and you can get like, and he's oh, got yeah? like, he's got classes with just blaze. And if you're not a hip hop person, just blaze was a big hip hop producer in the late nineties. And he's got like master classes with just blaze teaching you how to create beats and manipulate sounds and make oh, loops. So he's like, he's not just like a rando that you, he's like, actually like, now I feel kind of bad. All right, ghost <laughs> I, I don't know why. Just like, you made it seem like, I don't know, like where you find these necessarily these resources. Like, we have a lot of artists that work that are really just like unknown. Um, that's kind of what I thought you were talking about. But no, this dude's got like master classes. You could be like, who are you guys? Do you like, you know who I am? I run master classes. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I don't, 
I don't think that he's done a major song that's hit the charts, but yeah. he's got the talent and you, you can hear influence of other songs on some of the, some of the music that he makes and he sure. makes, he makes music under a couple of different names, but yeah. Uh, I've checked him out pretty in depth and love the work Fair that he enough. does. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you would have thought like you were dating him. My God. Why oh, you know okay. You got to go there. I got it. <laughs> well, I was like, you, okay, if I'm going to be fair, I was going to say, it's what is your daughter dating him? But then you like, your kids are way too young for that. So I, was like, <laughs> I had to like, I, ha- I was like running out of room and I was like, uh, you dating him? Because I realized like, if gotcha. you had a teenage daughter, it might have been funnier, but you don't. So. That that still would have been creepy. It would have been funny to me though. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, for the record, <laughs> when we're when we're celebrating our whatever twelve year anniversary and uh, your daughter's dating, and I, I will make a joke like that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyway. I, I did feel bad because she bugged me all summer to do an intro again to the show. Oh, no. But I told her that she can't because we're doing video now, and I've just never took the time to record it, so we might record. I might have to get with you so we can record an intro and play that instead. Yeah, definitely. Come on now. Yeah, and they start. She's been been one of our most loyal followers. Yeah, next to mixed books, kids. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. No, so she wants to do one, and... Her whole summer. I'm like, we'll do it this summer, and they start school next week. So, Got to get on that, man. Yeah. Ooh. Have her introduce a new theme song. Ooh. Ooh. Maybe. Ooh. Uh, all right. We're pushing an hour and a half here now. Um, you have anything before before we get out of here? Um, so I don't know if you guys have heard. I'm working on this new project called Up Control. Yeah, we got that. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 thanks everybody for, for, uh, listening. And, uh, I'm really excited for next week. New intro. Yeah. Let's go. We, uh, we always appreciate everybody's support, your comments and definitely nobody sent me, will you accept that deal in a long time? So please send us the trades. Hopefully we're able to pull some stuff uh, from data so we can just pull it up anyway. And people don't have to send it to me either way. Please send us that because we always love breaking down trades. Um, excited for the new data that will be coming. Thank you. Just Justin for the help that you've been doing the last couple of weeks as we're hiring stuff out. Uh, everybody be safe, have fun. You don't want to miss next week with Mars, Utah, and we'll see you out in the metaverse. It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in Opix.